It's time for Crop Talk, local issues that area growers and producers are talking about. Crop Talk is brought to you by Halderman Real Estate and Farm Management Services and Harmeyer Auction and Appraisal Company. With our farm expert, Scott Caldwell. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the program. This is Scott Caldwell with you once again and doing things just a little bit differently today. For last 15 years of my life, uh, every few years, we go out for a family reunion to my wife's family in Iowa. And I was coming out here and thought, man, I want to try and find somebody out here to talk to and get some information, just do a comparison of stuff. And as it turns out, I was able to connect with Sarah DeBoer, who's the director and the Ag and Natural Resources Program Coordinator for the Sierra Gordo County Extension Office from Iowa State. And when she said where we were going to meet, I was like, ah, I got this. Because she said we were meeting, she was doing a garden tour. Okay, we know in Indiana, a lot of times the garden tours, we're going and we're checking out people and what they're doing in their yards. I real quick pulled it up. This is going to be amazing. So we're going to get some background on her first, and then after the commercial break, we're going to learn a little bit about where I'm at and talking with Sarah. But Sarah, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be with us today. Yeah, so nice to meet you. All right, so let's start with what I always like to try and do is tell people what's your ag background? What did you grow up with, and what's your connection? So my family has a 120-acre row crop and cattle operation. Um, We raise certified pulled Hereford beef. And um, I also have a herd, a small herd here in North Central Iowa. I am from Page County originally, which is where Jesse Field Shamba is, who originated the 4-H clubs. Wow. So I know, really cool, right? I'm a Page County girl, I always say. But I live in Franklin County with my husband and three children. So, mm -hmm. And for reference for people here listening, when we're in East Central Indiana, we're kind of North Central. We're in North Central. We're like a stone's throw from Minnesota. We can drive to Minnesota very quickly from here. All right. Mm -hmm. So talk about then your ag background. How did you get to where you're at today? What was your career path? What did that look like? So I majored in agriculture education at Iowa State University. Um, And then I took a job. I actually was a December grad. And so Uh then I got hired in August before I graduated, went to student teaching. And then I started at Cal at Latimer. Um, And that's a small, tiny little town, (laughs) 300 people. And uh, then I started sharing it. with another nearby town that was a little bigger, 5,000 people, and we became the Tall Corn FFA chapter, and I was an ag educator for 10 years. Uh, Then this opportunity came to Saragorda County. It's a lot bigger community. There's about 27,000 in Mason City, uh, the main town, and we're in Clear Lake. There's about 8,000 people, and so um, that's I'm the county director here. Wow, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So what was it that sparked your interest in extension? I mean, other than growing up in the home of 4-H clubs. And, and we know that, and we've talked in, on my program before, that extension is more than 4-H. There is a lot of stuff going. Uh, we've had a lot of educators on. But what sparked your interest going from the, the FFA side to the ag and the extension side of things? So I actually did a lot of 4-H and FFA growing up. I took every opportunity possible. And so I actually was the carnival coordinator in my hometown's okay. uh, extension office in Page County. Then at college, I got the opportunity to be an extension market news radio intern. Oh, wow. And so I did the markets nice. um, with extension. And then... Um, As my career as an ag educator, I got asked to be on extension council in Franklin County. And so I did that for two terms, which is eight years. And then um, 
Still was on extension council when I took this job here in Mason City with Franklin County. So and then I termed off in December. I took this job in October. So that's kind of my my extension. I was always kind of playing around with extension, doing extension stuff. So, yep. Now, you and I talked before we started recording, and there's a lot of parallels between extension offices and the functions and things like that because of the Land-Grant Act within all the states. There's a lot of parallels, but what does your job entail that you do? So, um, as director, I oversee county staff, but then I also, in our office, it's really unique. We have a lot of state staff who are right. Iowa State University employees. Um, so it's, I manage that office for our county as well as with those state staff involved. Um, then I also am the grant writer. I am the budgeter. I am, <laughs> let's put on our hats and extension. I am the plant idea, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, uh, I am, oh, this was a new one. Oh, okay. Uh, we needed to test some hay for some horses. And okay. so she had no, she figured out that these hay probes could be got from your local extension office. Okay. This lady <laughs> and I was like, oh. Well, this is news to me. So we do some research with our specialists and we find one. It's just in the county over Hancock County. He brings it over and we test some hay for this nutrition thing that was with horses. So I am a <laughs> jack of all trades. <laughs> Even though you're the director, other duties as a son, Yes, right? and agriculture. A lot of ag yeah. questions come to me. Um, we do all the pesticide certifying, continuing ed, um, you know, all those. We planned a farm transition meeting this morning. Okay. So um, we did a garden tour this afternoon yeah. so lots of different things yep and i know there's a few different educators in our air listing area that do the farm succession planning through purdue mm -hmm. so that same type of idea mm -hmm. uh there for that let's go back for just a moment though you mentioned how you've got state staff in your office mm -hmm. and that's not something that we see in indiana at least i don't know about ohio for sure but because okay. our we have listeners in ohio too but tell me what that means so Iowa State University has field specialists in Iowa. We have field specialists that cover a wide range of counties, but some counties house them. Okay. Um, and so I currently house several human sciences specialists. Um, and ag specialist is just a county away, so he's very easy okay. to access. But those are all state staff that are hired by Iowa State to serve many counties. And then okay. each county in Iowa has their own ag agent county professional. Okay. So, yep. So instead of them being housed at Iowa State, they're uh, housed at the in headquarters, the they're spread out across the state. Throughout the state, yes. Interesting. So mm -hmm. a little different view of what we've seen from Purdue uh, in on that. Really neat. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, get a word from in from our sponsor. And when we get back, we're going to learn a little bit about where we're at right now doing this recording. But we'll be right back. Are you receiving the correct cash rent? Is there improvements that could be made to increase your return from your farmland investment? Take advantage of the current strong ag economy and let us help you evaluate your farming operation and maximize your investments. At Halderman Real Estate and Farm Management, we bring over 90 years of experience and knowledge to the table. We listen and can understand your farming goals. We offer advice, recommendations, solutions, and create a plan on how we can help you meet your needs and goals. Take advantage of the current strong ag economy. Contact Chris or Lauren Peacock or Craig Springmeyer and let us help you evaluate your farming operation and maximize your investment. Experience, knowledge, and professionalism. Contact Halderman today at Halderman.com. 
All right, we are back again. Scott Caldwell talking with Sarah DeBoer, the Director and Ag and Natural Resources Program Coordinator for Sierra Gordo County, mm-hmm. Iowa. There we go. Get that one two out Two names. Right. We don't I, have a I lot know. of two-name counties. <laughs> <I know>. uh, <laughs> but out here in Iowa and doing some comparisons from Indiana and Ohio agriculture. Now, I mentioned at the beginning of the program that when you hear the word garden tour, you know, to me, what came to mind was that we're going around to some neighbors. We're going to see what they're doing with their plants and kind of how they grow that. And she told me that they were at the Central Gardens of North Iowa. Okay, that name right there changed my perspective. So I Googled it real quick before we came over. And oh, my goodness. Yes. Folks, we're going to talk about it here for a few minutes. But you have got to Google Central Gardens of North Iowa. If you want a chance to do ag literacy in your community, this is something to look at. Sarah, tell us a little bit about what this place is that we're sitting in. So it's a community uh, nonprofit organization. Um, it is at the site of the old schoolhouse here in Clear Lake. Mm-hmm. So they built another school. They had a fire at this old school. So then they had this piece of land in the center of Clear Lake that um, really didn't have a purpose. And so then they got a planning committee, board of directors together, and uh, created this wonderful garden. So um, different horticulture trials. Uh, there's a Be Happy Kids Garden. That's where we're involved a lot with um, our outreach. Um, Every Friday I have staff members go do activities for people um, and it's just a wonderful resource in our community. And just to clarify, when you say there's this little piece of land here that was where the school was, we're talking three acres, <laughs> all right? So it's not just like it's your little yard here and they're doing some stuff. There's some decent significance with this garden area that's going on. Okay, now you mentioned the Be Happy Discovery Garden and I know there's a plant of the year garden and you've got other areas. Talk to me about what those areas are like. What what are those? So um, volunteers come and they um, put in sweat equity here. So it is all volunteer ran. No one is hired here. Uh, they have it's very very unique. So um, they have a rose garden. They have a shade garden. They have a lily garden. They have an annual planting always. They have succulents that they kind of experimented for several years and then you know they worked finally. Um, but it's it's some it's very peaceful and. And a lot of community organizations have also put in equity to this, um, you know, coming to fruition. So Rotary Clubs, Lion Clubs, um, it's not just this entity. Mm -hmm. Everyone kind of pitched in and um, really it's phenomenal. It is. And so, you know, I'm used to the idea of a community garden, that it's a garden for the community. This is really a garden by the community. Mm -hmm. Kind of flipping the script on that, right? Yes, and visitors. um, It's a very popular stop for visitors. Um, And it's just so peaceful. um, So my own children, we have done master gardener speaker events here. Mm -hmm. And so I bring them at night, you know, because it's a garden. They can go run. They think it's a playground. They do. (laughs) They run. They're like, can we go back to that playground, Mom? So um, don't ever discount kids, you know, from coming to places like this because um, they love it. Now, there is an actual garden in the community gardens, right, yes, that we would think yes. of with vegetables. Tell me yes. a little bit more about that. Oh, yeah. So um, the vegetables are mostly ran by, they have children's activity groups, and the children's activity groups go and harvest all of the produce from that. They sell a little bit of the produce to put the public on Fridays, but the main uh, portion of all of those vegetables get donated to the local food pantry. So, yeah, that's why I was having the garden tour here today because yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. That is so cool that, you know, like I said, the garden by the community, but for the community as well. And how all that, and you've got so many groups involved with that. 
and so many opportunities for that agricultural literacy, understanding where your food comes from for that piece of the garden, but just how agriculture is in our everyday lives, right? Yes, and I don't know if you caught that there's chickens down here. They I added missed them. that. What? So they added them two, <laughs> two years ago. They added a couple chickens so that they could talk about eggs and things like that. So then they get eggs every every week also from oh these goodness. two chickens. And they're they're kind of on vacation here. In the, they go to a farm later on. But um, <laughs> that was a really good addition and very fun for the kids to come see and, you know, hang out with. That is so cool. And so, folks, I, I honestly, I came out here. I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk to Sarah, and we're going to talk about what the, the, the crop industry is doing and the derecho and the things like that that have come through here and compare that to Indiana. We're going to have this deep discussion about this stuff. I see this about the community garden, but now we're switching the script up here because, you know, you've heard me on the program before, folks. Ag literacy, tell the community about what's going on. This is what they're doing. You've got to check out the Central Gardens of North Iowa. All right, so Sarah, before I let you go, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask all my guests at the very end, and that is, what's something you wish you had known when you were younger? So um, I think that the main thing when you're young is to take every opportunity possible because you never know when that opportunity is going to change your life somehow. So And talk to people, network with people, get to know them, like people, because um, I, I cannot count numerous times have I... Um, been somewhere and saw someone and then it's like a direct connection again and we get back to talking and yep. we link in so network take every opportunity and have fun have fun, have fun yeah. right that's a great one isn't it? yeah so making those connections to people it's so much of what we're about within agriculture mm -hmm. and take advantage of those wide reaching ones you just never know right yep so. yep awesome so. Yeah. Well, Sarah, thank you again for taking some time to be able to speak to us. Uh, again, folks, make sure that you check out the Central Gardens of North Iowa. See what they're doing. Think about how you could put this into your own community here in Indiana and Ohio for helping with ag literacy of stuff for that. So as always, make sure you take the time to tell your story and agriculture story because they deserve to be heard. Have a great day. Crop Talk is brought to you by Halderman Real Estate and Farm Management and by Harmeyer Auction and Appraisal Company. Thanks for listening and join us next Sunday morning immediately after Community Caravan for Crop Talk with farm expert Scott Caldwell. From the station proud to support our area growers and producers, Kicks 96.